0: BSB some number. I'm here with Gregory after uh, last week we did this show, and the Rangers beat the Flyers 9-0. Uh, this week we did the show, the Rangers beat the Flyers again uh, 8-3. Uh, a tremendous performance both weeks. I think we slandered the shit out of baby last week on this podcast. Uh, some people, I'm sure, enjoyed that. Some people did not. Mostly Elaine uh, Mignot supporters or people who, who do not like foul language. And I understand that. This time around, I, it's kind of weird because... And I know you're, we'll probably, we'll get all into the nooks and crannies of this, but the Rangers absolutely dominated, came out, looked tremendous, scored, what was it, uh, six goals on like 13 shots, something ridiculous, Carter Hart looks absolutely fried, the defense is just not working for A.B., but yet, I still felt nervous, and I I saw you tweet about this too, you're the Mets syndrome, like, I still felt nervous a lot of the game, From the second half of the second period, all the way pretty much to the last like ten minutes, the Flyers looked like they came alive. The Rangers played well, but it did seem like I don't think they went into turtle mode. Obviously, they scored two more goals. Yes, Ryan.
2: Yes, I'm cutting you off. Okay, go ahead. Shut the fuck up. Okay, why? Say it with me. Say it with me. Why? elaine vigno Okay, is a fraud. He's a fraud. That's true. Fraud. I understand. Listen, everything you're saying, valid. Blah blah blah. Rangers. When it got to 62, we both got nervous. Blah blah blah. It felt like the secondary, even when it was 7-3, to that the Rangers were going to do something stupid and possibly lose this game, blah, blah, blah. All those things can be true. All those things can be true. And they are true. But we're about two minutes into this podcast, and I'm embarrassed. Embarrassed. (laughs) Bamboozled. hoodwinked, Shame.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get fired. Here we go.
2: Disappointed. Yep. (laughs) That we're not talking about how fucking terrible of a coach Elaine Vigneault is and how this shit was so predictable, so predictable that had we said it on the podcast, people would have said, you guys are just being ridiculous. There's no way that would actually happen. But in fact, mind you, in fact, it has happened twice in a row. It was a 15-0 run by the New York Rangers at the start of this game. There There's Simon Flyers history that's left. ever happened,
0: in case you're wondering.
2: There were 15 minutes left in the second period. And Mika Zabinajet himself said at the end of the second period, like, yeah, we stopped playing because it was 6 nothing, And this is boring. And we don't want to be doing this shit anymore because the game's over. And that's why it became a game again, because the Rangers literally turned themselves off. Why'd they turn themselves off, Ryan? Because Elaine Vino's Philadelphia Flyers had given up 15 consecutive goals to the New York Rangers.
0: Now, Steve Valliquette, big friend of the show. Big friend of the show and also absolute GOAT. I I know we're I know we're slandering AB here, and I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'll let you say oh, it, yeah. but. But Steve, Ven- Steve Vallaquette has just been tremendous the entire year this year. Incredible.
2: Incredible. And if you haven't read Greg Rashinsky's article from ESPN, where he asks Vallaquette about the struggles of Carter Hart before tonight's hockey game, can't recommend it enough. Steve Valaket explains hockey in a way where two dummies like you and I yep. can actually understand the intricacies of a very complicated sport. Yes. the en- Steve Valaket is one of the best – broadcasters of the NHL. And if ESPN was smart, they would gobble him up and sign him to a long Oh, I think MSG matches
0: no matter what happens.
2: I don't know if they do, Ryan. Don't know if they do, but that's neither here nor there. You know, that's a good problem for Steve, Steve to have. <laughs> Steve Steve provides an entry point for the simple-minded like us to understand this super complicated game. He makes the super complex sound super simple. And I can't stress enough how valuable and just Utterly important having someone like that is like we all make fun of Pierre Maguire and how much he gobbles corn dogs. I'm just you know what I'm just gonna st- just, sick, just gonna corn, dogs. Right yeah, okay. corn dogs there. Corn dog check corn dogs for all these people. Yep. Um, the like so many there are so many smart people that cover hockey and they do so in interesting ways in their own right. But I have seen nobody better than Steve Valakat when it comes to making. The game and the sport simple for a casual fan while not dumbing down the talk to people that are diehards. Don't he think it's close. Checks both bark boxes at the exact same time. But when Steve Valiquette says the oh, basically dude. steals a line from the fucking podcast about how Henrik <laughs> Lundqvist got Elaine Vigneault another job. I gotta tell you, I stand that man no matter what. But it, t- it went to another level. It was a that standing
0: was... ovation moment. Like, I kind of got up, and I just started clapping. And I was like, wow, I'm going to keep clapping now for another minute because, you know, it feels like Steve has been listening to you, Gregory, specifically you. You know, I- I've-, I've come on the bandwagon later, uh, even though I've been on the bandwagon for a long time at this point. You've preached this from the mountaintops for many years. are mm-hmm. just rides hot goaltending, and that is mm-hmm. it. That has always been his MO. And when any other adversity comes this way... That it just he just can't handle it. Uh, what I'm upset about is Bucnevich didn't go directly to him and just look at him in the eyes for three minutes straight. Because I if I'm Bucnevic when I score two goals that way I mean I wish he got a hattie, I really did. But Buchnevich has been filthy against Elaine Video and I, Greg, let's let's get serious for a moment. And I know this is uh-huh. this is crazy. What? Get serious? No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, we don't need to get serious. So, uh, but I, I do want to ask a serious question, and I, I said it on tonight. Like, if the Rangers do this again on Saturday, can Elaine Vigneault realistically keep his job? And I know that sounds crazy to say because there's three years left of $15 million total on his contract.
2: Yeah, a ridiculous contract for a coach that has accomplished nothing in his NHL career, by the way. He's, he's chalked up. I've said this before. Elaine Vigneault is nothing more than George Carl. He is the George Carl of the NHL. George oh, yeah. Carl has an insane amount of wins. Yeah, I think he's like top five in the NBA. And he's had a couple good teams that he should have done more with. I think specifically of those Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Seattle supersonic teams in the mid-90s. George Carl, all he did was rack up wins. Never accomplished a damn thing in his career. Elaine Vigneault, all he does is rack up wins. Has never accomplished a damn thing in his NHL career. You said you don't get why Booch doesn't just rub it in AV's face every time he he scores. Ryan, I got to tell you, I think the most insulting thing you can do to another human being is remind them how little impact they have on your life by just straight up, not, not even ignoring them, refusing to acknowledge their existence. I think that is so much crueler than getting in someone's face
0: well, you make a good point there because that's exactly what a layman did to Buchnevich, was ignore him <laughs> entirely. <laughs> yeah, and Booch is like, hey, by the way, man, I'm really good now. I'm probably going to get
2: six plus million dollars a year annually. And someone's going to pay me to be a top six winger in this league for the next eight years. No thanks to you, you glorious piece of shit. Kiss my ass. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And I didn't make any innuendos there. I just said to right. smooch a certain body part. Right. I'm, fine. Oh, I'm gonna I'm mute. Keeping, these I'm keeping my thing. own notes this oh, okay. week. Yeah. Um
0: sack, mute. But that. yeah, it's
2: I, that I don't know. I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I understand that I wouldn't have the um, intestinal fortitude to ignore a human being. I feel like that human being has slighted me. That's not how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. But I will acknowledge that I do think it's two thousand times more cruel to ignore someone's existence and say you don't know who they are than it is to get in their face and say, I've proved you wrong.
0: Well, let's go, let's go back to the actual question here, which is if the Rangers score six, nothing again, again, uh, we with, Vigneau, could have yeah, Could Elaine, could he actually fine? keep his job legitimately? Boy. Um,
2: well, I, I don't know. There, there are two ways you want this question to be answered. There's the way you and I would answer it, right? Which is no, not of the conventional NHL mindset. Elaine Vigneault should have we wouldn't have hired him but if you take that out of the equation it feels
0: really good and I, I don't want to cut you off for here but I, I have to Chris Knobloch like being the former coach in Philly coming back and doing this directly to Elaine Vigneault when you know I've been impressed by Knobloch I know it's all Quinn's decisions I totally get it but I thought he's handled this situation what he's thrown into well, extremely well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i,
2: I got i i want to get back to video okay. i want to spend the next 35 minutes on video but i gotta ask you first yes what has chris Knobloch done to impress you just by existing like has, he's 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 the if you if you're into the minimalist style style here i guess he's perfect right because i can't name one thing chris chris Knobloch has done he just he kind of shows up Says good job, everybody. Tells people when to get on the ice. Tells people when to get off the ice. Goes home and says, you know, David Quinn had a good game plan tonight. Yeah. Like I, there isn't one simple, <laughs> there isn't one single thing that I can pinpoint that says that's what Chris Knobloch has done. Like I will do that. The thing he's done best, I guess, is by simply not being David Quinn. But at the same time, he's the one saying, like, I'm literally just doing what Quinn tells me to do, and I think. I, the, the one thing people like to point out and and, and uses their shining example on Twitter sure. is that Knoblock isn't juggling the lines. I'm not going to say that Quinn.
0: in case you were wondering. But,
2: but I, I will say like that is a very consistent criticism that you and I have had of Quinn. We have. And that I think is a fair criticism of Quinn. I'm not going to sit here and defend juggling of lines. You and I have talked about how we feel chemistry is as important as anything else when yep. it comes to constructing a lineup. But – I don't think it's because Chris Knobloch doesn't want to juggle the lines. I think he's terrified of juggling the lines because it's not what David Quinn, like David Quinn didn't specifically tell him to juggle the lines. So Chris Knobloch hasn't done it. Like if David Quinn isn't here to say or not say something to Chris Knobloch and that's what makes Chris Knobloch the perfect coach, then fine. Put put David Quinn somewhere else, have David Quinn create the game plan for the game and then just let Chris Knobloch execute it to a T without ever anyone telling him anything else. Like, if that's your perfect dream, fine, go for it. I'm, I'm all for it. But I can't name one thing Chris Knobloch has definitely done to be like, yeah, no, this guy, this guy, fucking genius. I don't he's think he's – let's
0: get this super clear. I do not think he's a genius, nor do I think that he should fire David Quinn for him. I just – I appreciate what he's done in this situation he's been giving. He's obviously been tremendously respectful of David Quinn, pretty much crediting every single breath he takes to David Quinn at this point in time. The one thing I could point out is I believe his demeanor in in the post-game press conferences and, and on the bench has been a positive. Even Mika Savinijad said tonight, you know, they're both different personalities. He's a different personality than Quinn. That's totally fine. I don't think he's, like, knocking down the door to be like, I'm the next coach or anything. But I've been a fan of his in the situation he's been given, which is, hey, coach this NHL team. You don't really know, uh, with the exception of Keith, at this point in time when you're coming up and maybe one or two other players— and make the most of it. And he has in the situation against the layman and other teams. Like they've done really well under his watch. I know it's all Quinn's decisions. I got to give the guy some credit. I think he's been pretty good. That's all.
2: (laughs) I will say again, we're spending too much time on this because our, our mission tonight it's is to a make fun of, get criticized the lame video. But I, I la- my last point is you take away the seventeen to three drubbing the New York Rangers have put on the Philadelphia Flyers. The three other games that Chris Knobloch has coached have been extremely New York Ranger games. A game against the Buffalo Sabers that was more stressful than it should have been. Yeah, and two a game games against, against the, the Washington Capitals. One of one of which the Rangers only scored once, and the other the Rangers had to score late in order to secure the win. So it's not like the Rangers have been a different team under Chris Nabok. It's just that it's hard to say that while also acknowledging the Rangers have put 17 goals in two games <laughs> against the Philadelphia Flyers, which brings us back so to Elaine Yes. and the question you originally asked, mm-hmm. should he be fired? Yes. You and I would say yes, absolutely. These are two indefensible losses against an inferior team. The new again, we are big New York Rangers hype boys. That's why we do this podcast. Yep. We are fans first, podcast professionals second, insiders third. That that that's that's the our picking order right there. As a fan, as someone that watches the New York Rangers on a nightly basis, this team should not be not just head and shoulders better than the Philadelphia Flyers, but it feels like the Rangers are playing a high school hockey team when they play the Philadelphia Flyers. They are not just winning these games, but fucking embarrassing them to a point where you got to ask, are the Flyers playing a different sport? Are they trying a different game while the Rangers are playing hockey? I don't know. I can't say. I know Elaine Vigneault is definitely the kind of guy that would try some curling techniques while trying to play hockey. An idiot. But that's neither here nor there. We would fire Elaine Vigneault. Would the Philadelphia Flyers... Do we think the Flyers believe Vino is the problem, is the real question you should be asking? And I don't think we have any evidence to say that they do. I think they point to their defense. They Apparently, Matt Niskanen is the most important defensive player since Nicholas Lidstrom because he's the guy that's not there anymore. The Flyers didn't replace him, and the defense has gone to shit. Not just the defense, though. The prized pupil, Carter Hart, the kid who was supposed to be the next coming of Jesus Christ on skates in goal. Some guy that would make both Marc-Andre Florian and Matt Murray cry beneath his excellence is is, a, is as much as a fraud as Elaine Vigneault. Steve Valiquette had some really smart things to say, said that Hart's playing without any confidence. You can see it clearly in his game. All these things that Valiquette says are true. I got to ask the question of why he's not playing with confidence and who put him in a position to be playing without confidence. Are you telling me that's possibly on the head coach because he's not putting himself in positions to be successful? He's not trying to do different things to get that back out of Carter Hart's game. Uh, yeah. The player should be responsible to a certain extent when they're lacking confidence, but it's got to be on the coach to put him in a position to succeed. And it's very clear that Elaine Vigneault is, is not just not doing that, but he's almost setting heart up to fail. The fact that Carter Hart even started the second period in goal against the Rangers tonight when they were already down 3-0 and it looked like Carter Hart had no idea what a puck even looked like, let alone how to stop it. That's on the coach. You, he didn't have it. Stop. Like you, You're breaking your own player. And then by breaking your own player, you're putting the rest of your team in a position to fail. I... I we see this. We are not the smartest human beings in the world. We are just two idiots with microphones, Ryan. The facts. And we podcast twice a week. Yep. We barely want to podcast twice a week, but we do it because it's in our contract. Shout out to The Athletic. <laughs> Jesus. Carter, it's so over, like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good run, dude. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, uh, but, like,
0: what time again,
2: we're, 15, we're simple-minded folk. Simple-minded folk. We are not that smart. We see this. It's clear as day to us. If we see it, you, you can't tell me the guy making $5 million a year to decide who plays in goal and who doesn't isn't seeing it. I, I have no reason to believe the Flyers think Vigneault is the problem. I think they think the problem is somewhere else. But the disease sprouts from somewhere. It doesn't just start on its own. It has to be ingested somewhere else first. And Elaine Vigneault is the disease. I hope the Flyers never realize that. Because it's going to make my life easier as a Ranger fan for the next three years. Because I know they're not a threat. As long as he's there, they're going to be fine in the regular season, most seasons. But they're not a threat. They're just there to exist. Collect their meaningless W's and do nothing with them. I hope he stays forever. I hope they fucking extend him. (laughs)
0: Like the Rangers did? Yeah.
2: I I don't know. To to answer your question, I would fire him. I would have never hired him.
0: I don't think the Flyers see a problem, which is just chef's kiss to me, dude. Let's uh, take a quick break, and then we'll come back and break down some Ranger performances. Transition. We're back. All right, listen. I think we can make this uh, declaration at this point in time. Mikas Abinajad, all the way back? Against the Flyers, yeah. Yeah,
2: I would say all, I mean, all the way back against I the, the Flyers. the, moment, the moment to me that signaled him coming back was uh, the game-ender against the Capitals, where he... Bullied a dude off the puck and yeah did unbelievable shit that was that 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 to Oof. me was prime mika like this this stuff again it, you know you put mika's a, a player it's... with mika's Zibanejad's talent up against a mini mites team and this is what i expect isn't that, that so that funny that, that we're do. like
0: yeah you know what mika like it's it's against the flyers so two natural hat tricks like kind of whatever <laughs> <laughs>
2: 12, 12 points like, in two games. Like it, Yeah, I think you're back when you score 12 That's legitimately two Gretzky games. stuff. Like That's not a joke. That's a legit... well, Gretzky, Gretzky never did it. it Mika Zbigniewicz is the only player in NHL history to have back-to-back six-point games against the same opponent.
0: I think uh, five-point games, though, Gretzky has done it seven times. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I read Gre- that tonight.
2: Gretzky was playing a different game as well. He hey. was playing with a turbo boost, and everyone else had frickin' unbelievable. He makes no butter sense. for skates.
0: But because the Winnipeg seems all the way back for me, um, the rest of the team looks like it's all clicking, especially the past couple games. Look, look, we can't take that much away against the Sabres, right? It's hard to ta- like, it's hard to come on this podcast these last two games and, and have like legitimate takeaways because well, the Sabres are terrible and they might not win another game this season. And that's yeah, not the a Rangers joke. haven't played. The
2: Rangers haven't played an NHL team this week.
0: It's yeah. hard for us to do this podcast, like, dude, when the Rangers have played two bums. I learned a lot when they played the Capitals. The Capitals are a good team. The Rangers yeah. showed up. Without you, Russia Rushturkin and played hard, and yeah, sometimes Ovechkin's gonna beat you, no matter what age he is. That happens. I've learned a lot about that team and what they can do in tough series against good teams, against the Capitals. Then they played the Sabres and a team they absolutely dominated in the Flyers again. And I've learned. Nothing. Here's what I've learned. I, I, I'll write down my notes. Mika back. I'm pretty sure Adam Fox deserves a Norris Trophy. or Tammy panarin very good. And people are going to complain the kids didn't score more. That's all I have. I don't
2: have anything else. Yeah, but then the kids scored. So now you're going to say, "Well, well, they can only score when they're already scored
0: seven goals." <laughs> oh, Capo kako like, he didn't complain with the blowout. He's like, dude, what are you talking about? Kapo's been sick
2: recently. What, what I is understand. happening? I, I, Islander fans are sick in the head. I really, I, I don't. You know what bothers it. me about
0: that, Greg? We've been tell so. Me, Greg. Oh, tell right. me whoa. Talk to yourself. Um, Um, uh, uh, i I do i feel like i do it every day we have been so nice to islander fans over the past like two years you really have all we do is come on here and say barry trotz is incredible amazing
2: best coach in the (laughs) nhl i'll say it every day
0: yep sure barzal is a guy we wanted to give up four first round picks for we believe he's truly amazing
2: yeah like you said again everybody wants to talk about jack eichel all the rangers had to do you wanted you wanted a star center while keeping lundquist miller fox lafreniere kako bucnevich Krabsov, even Strom, you wanted all those pieces all you had to do was fucking sign bars could have had all those pieces but yeah exactly like i i blow we blow smoke up bars ass
0: to your point. We, yep. we do we say a lot of nice things about the islanders all the time and islander fans can yep. only just sit around and be like oh Kako, he's not scoring while well, the rangers are up nine nothing it's like okay <laughs> like, what are we doing here <laughs> yeah
2: it, it's i i don't understand Jesus. i, I as a Met fan, yeah, I grew up in a in a town in suburban Connecticut that was probably, oh, I'd probably say sixty five percent Yankee fan, thirty yeah. percent Met fan, five percent Red Sox fan. Like if I had to put numbers to it, sure. Um, more more people than not were Yankee fans because you also remember when we're kids, the Yankees won in ninety six, huge. Then they won one in ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. They yeah. went to the series in two thousand one. They were the yeah. back in the series in two thousand and three. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons to be a Yankee fan. Meanwhile, the Mets, like, our manager put on a fake mustache. That, that was pretty cool. Uh, we, <laughs> okay, okay, I get to like, the point. I, I get it. But, like, even back then, I hated Yankee fans. But I, I wasn't sitting around being like, well, the Yankees are actually
0: bad. Yeah, they're like, bad. no,
2: that's not what I do.
0: Yeah, Bernie Williams I, it, it actually isn't me. good. He hasn't hit in 10 games. Okay, guys? <laughs> like, yeah. What? All, yeah. <laughs> Derek <laughs> Dieter
2: didn't deserve It's, It's not the fact that Derek Dieter doesn't deserve those gold gloves, but it's still the fact that Derek Jeter is probably one of the 10 best shortstop to ever play the game. Now, the best shortstop to ever play in New York, the Yankees made play third base. I don't understand that.
0: That's true. That'll never
2: make any sense to me, but neither here nor there. Yeah, even back then, it's just like, as a Met fan, I just wanted to be left alone with my misery. I didn't want to give a shit about what the Yankees were doing. So it confuses me when the Islanders, things are going great in Brooklyn. Uh, They're the best team by record, in the East, they're clearly headed for a what feels like a deep playoff run. It, it's a team that, even with Barzal not having a Ryan Strom-esque season, if I do say so myself. Hey, nice job. Even, even with him taking not the Barzal leap that we all expected to take, they're the best fucking team in the East. Who gives a shit what the Rangers are doing if you're the best team of these? Imagine me, Ryan, sitting here. Mets have the best record in baseball, and I'm just on this podcast being like, you know who's not great? The Nationals. Yeah. What's up with them?
0: Strasburg, come on. He even need that Strasburg,
2: muscle. Strasburg, what? Scherzer, you're <laughs> going to be paying him until the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla for five more years. You happy about that? Like, it's
0: – It's insane.
2: You know, I don't know if we you – know you know what's crazy? What's and that? Then, um, for, uh, you know – the Padres are paying Fernando Tatis for the next 14 years. I'm and the Warriors will still have money to pay Bobby Bonilla at the end of that contract. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Again, as a miserable fan of a team, if you're like, you're the best team in the East, the Rangers are quote unquote flirting with the final playoff spot. We're not going to get there. I don't like, unless we play the Flyers somehow 10 more times this season and then sprinkle in a couple Sabres games there as well. The, the Rangers still aren't going to make the playoffs. We're going to get our laughs off. We're going to get our jokes. It's gonna be We're going to make fun of Elaine Vigneault. For sure. It's going to be a fun ride, but I don't expect the Rangers to make the playoffs. Yeah, you got to beat the, the Bruins. F- yep.
0: It's going to be tough, yeah. dude.
2: The Islanders are the team in first place, and their fans are like, yeah, well, Lafreniere and Kako. I don't know. Score. They, oh,
0: got, oh, they oh. got two two of Rose Roll picks. They're bust, aren't they? Like, dude, enjoy the bro, ride. <laughs> bro, I
2: have no idea what the fuck Noah Dobson is doing this year, if he's even doing anything. And you know what? I don't give a shit because it's not my team. I don't care. It's not my business. I hope he's doing great for you. If I see him in the playoffs, I'll let you know what you I know think. You know what? I'm Until actually then, happy about well, Wallstrom, too.
0: I like Wallstrom. I wish he was a Raider sometimes. There you go. Congratulations. <laughs> I heard he
2: scored a goal tonight. Cool. Good for him. I have no idea how many points he has this season. I also don't give a shit. I don't, I don't like, I, my mind doesn't work that way. I only make fun of Elaine Vigneault when he's put right in front of me, and then I make fun of him mercilessly. Every time we play the Islanders, I feel like my tweets are always like, Oh look at that, Matt Barzal, really fucking good. Wonder what it would have cost to get him. Oh, you're saying I could have had him for four first round draft picks and nothing else? That's interesting. Like I don't even. Lou Lamorello is a dinosaur. Yep. And probably shouldn't be running a hockey team anymore. I almost Still, them. still, Islanders are pretty good. You know why? Because Barry Trotz is the best fucking coach in the league. We say that every week. I like. I I, I can't. I I wish I could shit on the Islanders. That they're in first place. They have the best coach. They have one of the best players. They don't have a hole. Like, yes, they've overpaid players they shouldn't have paid. JG Pajot should not be making as much money as he's making. But it is what it is, man. They're really fucking good. Like, yep. I'm not gonna pay attention. Yep. So when I like the the Rangers are going off, and under fans are like, Yeah, well, the kids aren't doing it. Yeah, well, you're on MSG three. Like, go watch your game. I'm sorry that you have a hard time finding your station. It's hard enough to find the Rangers.
0: I have to bleep out so many giant f pops tonight. <laughs>
2: What? they're just f-bombs who
0: cares about them
2: do you really bleep them out it's no, not like I,
0: to this I, I don't sometimes i do uh i think i've bleeped like one or two out in the past like couple weeks but n- no, almost no. never it's just it's just the f word <laughs> it's not even an F-word. f word it's <laughs> like it's a fine word it's fine they say it in movies it's fine all right um final final closing thoughts on this ot before your, before your final closing mm-hmm. thoughts we 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 can't go
2: again we just want to mention, because this is a new segment on Blue Shirts Breakaway and BSBOT. Okay. The Tampa Bay Lightning are cheating. Oh, that's what true. What they're doing with Nikita Kucherov <laughs> is cheating. They are that's cheating. The, like, they are they're, cheating. Everyone needs to know. They're, we need to talk about this all the time, which is why we're going to talk about it all the time. They're Every cheating. Every week, we're going to remind you that the Tampa Bay
0: Lightning – we I'm. We might even have to I know we Escoves just did a 10-minute podcast. rant about how we don't care about the Islanders, but we have to tell you. The yep. Tampa Bay Lightning are cheating. <laughs> They're cheating!
2: <laughs> I, you know, props to the NHL for even having games today. I'm surprised that they don't just give up when it's NBA trade deadline day.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, the trade deadline was a little um lackluster
2: today. It was, th- yeah, it was a little lackluster, but still, like, we'll, we won't see an NHL equivalent of the Vucevic trade. No, we ever. will not.
0: We will not. Jack Eichel's not going to trade till the summer, period, if he doesn't get <laughs> traded at if all. He gets, if he gets traded at all. Yep, exactly. But just to remind you, the Tampa Bay
2: Lightning They're are cheating. circumventing the salary cap. They're cheating. They're cheating. And for some reason— Nobody's talking about it. We should also mention – I don't know if this was your last point. Mm -hmm. The five assists tonight are not why Adam Fox should be one of the top three contenders for the Norris Trophy. It was my last point. It should help, Ryan,
0: but it – it, to, it brings it it to shouldn't the top take six. a five
2: assist night for people to be like, wow, Adam Fox might actually be good. Well, we
0: talked about this all Monday. We we did a, that yes. was a whole podcast, but uh, yes. that brings him to the top five of points. I believe one point behind the Golden Boy Drew Daverty in points this season. So maybe we could talk about Adam Fox now. You know, maybe it's his turn. Who knows?
2: Yeah, but I, I, like rename again, rename the award if you want to just reward the defenseman who has the most points and call that the Norris Trophy. Well, then Tony okay.
0: Tony is super valuable. Someone should be trading for him if that's the case. Like well, you got a vote, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he got a vote and he like you what vote. was he the third in, point defense? Third in points last year or something like that. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna just give the award to
2: the defenseman who scores the most point, let's just call that the Norris trophy. Stop calling it the best defenseman in the NHL because that's not what you're honoring. Like John Carlson, super, super talented player, will always rack up the points because he's really good on the power play on a team that has a guy by the name of Alex Ovechkin
0: who sits in the left circle and is the most dangerous person there, maybe in history.
2: Yeah, well, don't NHL coaches—they'll figure it out one day, maybe. I don't think so. They'll—they'll they'll figure it out the same time they figure out that the Tampa Lightning are cheating. Just put a so man on them. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, you have an extra man. Like play four on three, and just or nope. play four on yeah, play four on three, and have one dude just sitting on Ovechkin. Yep, that's it. Make someone else on the power play score. Make John Carlson score. If John Carlson starts scoring because you've taken Alex Ovechkin away then you can give him the Norris. I'll be totally fine with that. <laughs> but yeah, just cha- change the name of the award. Just call it, we're going to give this award. O- the Norris Trophy is now the trophy awarded to the defenseman who finishes the season with the be- with the most points. Yep, fine. I got no argument. If that's how you want to vote, go for it. Go. But don't sit there and tell me that this award it's for recognizes the, best the best all-around defenseman in the NHL. Because that's, that's not what the award is doing. And if the award is doing that, there is no argument for Adam Fox not to get at least a third-place vote. I, you and I would give him first place votes. I think a lot of people should give him first place votes, but you can't sit there and tell me he deserves less than third. Why? Because the Rangers aren't going to make the playoffs. The only reason why the Rangers are even in playoff contention is because of Adam Fox. First and foremost. Re- game recognized game here, guys. Give him, the, give him the damn Norris.
0: Didn't drop an F-bomb that time, so you can't bleep that one out. That's true. There you go. Um, it's been a it's been a fun ride. Been a lame sucks, and I hope everyone enjoys their good night. And that's it. Um, if if the Rangers do this again on Saturday, I really don't know. I don't even know how I'll handle it. To be honest with you, I expect well, the to... do it. If the Rangers do it again on Saturday, the Athletics should just tell us not the podcast. Like the, forget they it. They were going to tell us tomorrow. <laughs> the, mon- the, mon- <laughs> the Monday show is going to be insufferable. I don't know if we'll you have know have this, the- but we're getting an email tomorrow at four p.m. that says it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Friday news four- dump. What do you think? Four four p.m. Eastern, four p.m. Central. Eastern. I just want to yeah you think eastern yeah Yeah, that's
2: a really inconvenient time for me that would be a bum bum move. yeah i think
0: that's exactly when it's gonna happen so Mm. our patreon launches next week very excited to go (laughs) (laughs) excited to have you guys back all right we love you guys bye saving money on exterior wall lights now at menards find your style with patriot lighting exterior lights enhance the look of your home